This is News Talk. So obviously today the final day of the evictions ban unless the government does an extraordinary uh, U-turn later today which is highly unlikely the eviction ban will expire at midnight so that's the inspiration for a lot of the front pages of the papers the Irish Independent says landlords are snubbing council's offers for properties uh, property owners landlords are asking for more money than local councils are willing to pay for homes where tenants have been served with notices to quit so obviously the big effort from the government is that uh, obviously they're all powerful Taoiseach Donnerstein Minister Ryan and listen to anybody because everybody with eyes or ears can see and hear that there's a huge problem homelessness could be used as bargaining chips by sellers trying to get higher prices. A number of local authorities are reporting instances of attempting to buy a property where a tenant was at risk of eviction, but the offers fell apart when councils were unable to pay what the landlords had been asking for. Uh, and this obviously is on the front page because the ban on no-fault evictions ends today. The Irish Times looks at a new system which will mean that unregulated agents working for landlords will no longer be able to carry out evictions in the Republic under new laws coming in tomorrow. Tomorrow being the first day evictions can resume following the lifting of the ban. Landlords will also no longer be able to bring in personnel from outside the state at short notice, which we had seen in recent years, people coming in from the north to try and evict uh, tenants in Ireland. So the new laws will mean that the private security authority will authorise any licensed security guard or doorman to carry out evictions backed by laws, allowing them to use force if required. Beginning at the end of this week, it'll become a criminal offence to use unlicensed personnel for evictions with that new system coming into operation on the expiry of the eviction ban. So evictions will still happen but people will just have to be regulated to evict you. And then the Irish Daily Mail says that new laws have been approved by the Attorney General to boost the state's powers to forcibly buy land in an effort to tackle the housing crisis. The Attorney General has sent draft legislation to the Housing Minister Uh, This is all about compulsory purchase orders, which some of you will be familiar with. Those of us living along the N7 uh, were the subject of compulsory purchase orders when they were widening the road and they took away a bit of people's gardens. But there's new laws now, new powers, which would see swifter transfers of land bought using a compulsory purchase order. So councils will be able to take land and property without the owner's consent, but obviously would pay compensation for it. On to other stories. The Irish Examiner looks at board gosh. If you're a board gosh customer, you're not going to get a price cut because board gosh has no intention of reducing prices in Ireland. And why that is news is that this is despite plans by the parent company of board gosh to cut fees in the British market. So Centrica, which owns board gosh in Ireland and it also owns British gas, has said it will introduce lower prepay prices for British customers tomorrow. And what that means is that uh, British gas would be the cheapest option in Britain for customers. But speaking to the Irish Examiner, a spokesperson for Borthgosh confirmed that the company will not be lowering prices in Ireland. They say that price cuts across the water are due to updates in Britain's budget, which incentivise the company to reduce energy fees. And I think Board Gosh would say that the government here hasn't done the same incentives for energy companies to lower 
prices for customers. So you're not getting a price cut if you're a bored gosh customer. The Irish son, Seema, he will kill me. This is the inquest into the killing of Seema Banu and her two children, Asfira and Faizan. And Seema Banu predicted she would be murdered by her husband, telling a security guard he will kill me. That inquest continues today. Some harrowing evidence uh, emerging from day one of the inquest yesterday. If you heard the news yesterday or saw it last night on the telly, uh, some really upsetting evidence there. The Irish Daily Mirror has a more uplifting story, Safe and Hound. Uh, we've another story of a hero dog because dogs are just amazing as we know a hero pet dog saved a man's life by waking him up as a fire ripped through his home this is super smart collie Riley who tugged at the trousers of his owner Des Hannon to alert him to a fire in the kitchen the 68 year old reckons he would have died in the blaze at his home in Gertine in Sligo if it wasn't for his loyal pet this blaze happened on St Patrick's night and you can see the damage of the fire on the front of the mirror very very serious Uh, but Mr Uh, Hannan says that Riley the collie is a lifesaver he saved me so that's just a lovely story on the front of the mirror and thank God it all worked out well for the two involved there you might be wondering what the story is with the Pope obviously people get concerned when you hear of an 86 year old uh, ending up in hospital with respiratory difficulties but the news is that Pope Francis was back working yesterday from his hospital bed so he was hospitalised with a respiratory infection but the mail says he has resumed working while treatment continues Uh, and obviously now everyone's wondering about Easter because the Pope is flat out uh, every year for Easter. You have Palm Sunday this weekend. Uh, apparently they're optimistic that the Pope could be discharged in time for Palm Sunday. And then obviously you have Holy Thursday, Good Friday, uh, the Easter Vigil on Saturday, Easter Sunday. So we don't know if the Pope will be able to take part in all the various different services. But I'm sure there are some very ambitious cardinals in the Vatican standing by, ready to take over some of those big services. They did that in the past when Pope John Paul II wasn't well. But anyway, the Pope is back to work. Not many 86-year-olds who would be able to do that, but obviously he is doing well. The Star uh, says that Joe Biden is likely to stay at Dromoland Castle during his visit to Ireland. So we had confirmation yesterday. Joe Biden is going to make a five-day visit to Ireland. He's coming here on April 11th and he'll be uh, doing a tour of the country, going to Belfast, Dublin, Mayo and Louth. Um, It looks like he might be doing some sort of address in Stormont, even though they're not sitting up there. But anyway, the star says he's going to stay in Dromoland Castle. It's going to be used as his base and he'll then fly around the country in his Marine One helicopter, according to senior sources. Not the first time that uh, US President has stayed in Dromoland Castle. George Bush stayed there uh, and obviously Donald Trump stayed in his own Dune Beg. So uh, the price for a hotel room in Dromoland Castle is anywhere between 500 and 1,000 euro a night for a room. But I reckon if Joe Biden stays there, the prices could go up even more because lots of Americans like, I'm sure, to stay in the place that their president stayed in. Now, there's two stories to do with the lotto in the papers. One is very sad because Ireland's first lottery millionaire has died 34 years after scooping more than £1.2 million punt back in the day. But sadly, Rita Power from Woodford passed away in hospital in Galway with her family by her bedside there uh, and she won 
back in 1989, became the first person to win over a million pounds. Uh, but the other big story in the lotto is that we have the punter who scooped the recent 3.9 million euro lotto jackpot yesterday saying they've already begun sharing their luck. They bought their ticket in Meath, in uh, Jalik, and uh, the news is that uh, they've already started giving some of their friends some money. They're a lot more generous now than I would be, or maybe some of us would be. They've already started giving some friends money to help change their lives a little. And the winner, who's a male, says, I'm in the process of dividing the remainder of the prize out among the family. So not doing like other winners who maybe uh, leave the country and no one ever knows that they won the lotto or not. Final story comes from the I newspaper, and it's looking at the most fun jobs in the world or the jobs that are good for a laugh. Uh, So they've looked at jobs that involve a lot of chatter and had the most respondents saying they laugh regularly at work. So think about the most fun jobs out there. Number one is actor. In second place is taxi driver. Then it's builder, hairdresser, politicians. You'd think that's a very serious job, but apparently it's great crack, good for a laugh. After politicians, it's journalists and presenters artists and musicians, salespeople, teachers and nurses. So lots of sarcastic people in those roles and they're the top 10 jobs good for a laugh. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.